It's not just a competition. It's a fight. That's my message to you today in one line. Of course, the homily will be a little longer than that. The word competition can describe many different types of activities. A football game, for example, is a competition of sorts. So is a game of Scrabble. So is a game of tiddlywinks. A fight, on the other hand, is a very specific kind of competition, namely a violent one. Fighter's intention when he enters the ring, as we all know, is to knock his opponent out, to render his opponent unconscious, to put his opponent into a physical condition where he's incapable of doing any harm. Now, why do I mention this this morning? It's because of our second reading, that passage we just heard from the first letter of Paul to Timothy, chapter 6. First, a little background is in order. In the early 1990s, a new version of the New American Bible was published. It contained a revised and retranslated New Testament. For the most part, the Old Testament remained the same in both the Old and New Editions. The Revised New American Translation is the one that we use for our New Testament readings at Mass on Sundays. It's been that way for really a couple of decades now. I do not know who the translators were who worked on this new edition of the New American Bible. I don't know any of their names, couldn't tell you them. But I can tell you one thing about them with absolute certainty. When they did their translating, they did not keep in mind the distinction I just shared with you between a competition and a fight. You have a chance to look again at that text from 1 Timothy 6. There Paul says to Timothy, and by extension to all of us, compete well for the faith. Or at least that's how it's translated in the new revised American Bible. Compete well for the faith. Now doesn't that sound inspiring? Isn't that a powerful line? Doesn't it just make you want to go out and win the world for Jesus? Well, if it does, God bless you. Because it does absolutely nothing for me. That line sounds blah. That line sounds lifeless. For lack of a better term, that line to me sounds wimpy. It's as if St. Paul were comparing the spiritual challenges of this life to a game of Scrabble or a game of Tiddlywinks. I like the way it was translated, this verse, in the older version of the New American Bible, which is also the way it's translated in the New Revised Standard Version, in the King James Version, and just about every other version that's out there. That line in those translations reads, Fight the good fight of faith. Now that's a line with some gusto, you know? That's a line that has power, conviction behind it. That's a verse that conveys the real truth about what life is like on this earth for the true believer in Jesus Christ. That's a verse that makes it crystal clear that ultimately this life is not a friendly game of tiddlywinks with Satan. It's a fight. It's a fight of faith. A fight in which someone wants us to be knocked out permanently 
That's why St. Peter says in his first letter, stay sober and alert. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Wants to eat us for lunch. So Peter says, resist him, solid in your faith. The good news about all this is, this is a fight that we can win. Not by our own power, but by the grace of God through faith. Peter makes that clear in this verse. St. Paul believed that as well. But to win the fight, we first got to know that we're in a fight. That we're in a fight in this life for our soul. And the fight is not probably primarily with people out there in the world. Our fight is not primarily with those worldly and ungodly people out there who are actively promoting things like abortion and sexual promiscuity, although it definitely does involve opposing those evils, and evils like that. In my attempt to fight my good fight of faith, for example, my most troublesome opponent is not the woman who wrote an unkind note to me last weekend because I spoke the truth about homosexual activity and transgenderism in my homily. She's not my most troublesome opponent. My most troublesome opponents are not the folks at Planned Parenthood or the politicians in Washington who are pro-abortion and who annoy me constantly. In my attempt to live out this scripture passage from 1 Timothy 6 on a daily basis in my own life, my own most difficult opponent is me. And it will be that way until the day I die. By the same token, your most difficult opponent in your fight of faith, whether you realize it or not, is you. You see, we each have a unique set of inner temptations and inner struggles which are constantly pulling us away from Jesus Christ. Those are the forces that we constantly have to fight against. The inner temptations are related to the seven deadly sins. Pride, lust, greed, gluttony, anger, envy, and sloth. The inner struggles that we have are rooted in the circumstances in our lives and in the defects in our personalities. And we all have them. Some of us, for example, have to battle moodiness in our lives. Some of us tend to gossip. Some of us tend to make rash judgments. Some of us tend to lose our tempers easily. Some of us tend to hold grudges. Those are just a few of the possible personality defects that we might have. We have to deal with them. But don't feel too bad, because even the great saints of the past have had these inner struggles. St. Paul, if you remember, had his thorn in the flesh. We don't know exactly what that was, but it was some weakness. We talked about that in 2 Corinthians 12. Thomas the Apostle was prone to doubt. Peter's weakness appears to have been his hot temper. For St. Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa, it was the spiritual darkness that she had to deal with for many, many years. We know that now about her. It was one of the areas of her life where she had to fight her good fight of faith. And it wasn't easy, as we now know, from the things that she wrote over the years to her spiritual director. But she did it. She fought. And she won. She was victorious, not through her own power, but through the grace, the saving grace of Jesus Christ. She was victorious in her personal fight of faith. 
we can also be victorious in ours. If we do what she and the great saints did and go on the offensive in the fight. That's key. We go on the offensive when we make our relationship with Jesus Christ the most important relationship in our life. And when we actively pursue the virtues, some of which St. Paul mentions in this passage, righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, gentleness. This, by the way, is the purpose of our Christ Life program that will be started here at St. Pius in a few weeks. It's designed to help you go on the offensive. It's designed to help you to become a better fighter in your own personal fight of faith. And we all can use the help, believe me. This is extremely important to do, my brothers and sisters, to become a better fighter, because this is one competition, one fight, that you definitely do not want to lose.